You asked for it, so we sought it out. This is the fitness episode of Birdies Not BS. We teamed up with Colby Wayne, the director of player performance for the Joey D Sports Academy in Jupiter, Florida. We talk about functionality, dynamic, how to be an athlete, what an athlete's day should look like. Listen up, it's on the way. As you know, I always got Cheyenne Woods with me, but today we have a special guest. We got my man K. Wayne, a.k.a. Kobe Touye from Joey D. Performance. What's up, Copes? How we doing? Oh, man, I can't call it, man. I don't know how, how it is down in Florida right now, but I am itching and scratching trying to get my golf fix. Yeah, definitely. I'm the same way. I mean, I want to just train somebody so bad I can taste it what's going on man like what how are you getting through this time i know you're a hands-on trainer uh with, with your athletes what's what are you doing right now to, to pass the time the world's just changing right in front of us you know i'm like where before i would go <clears throat> wake up at five in the morning and i'm in the studio till nine ten o'clock at night and it's a different world for me now so i'm actually waking up nine eight and sending out workouts to all my my clients, you know, and then just basically doing a lot of FaceTiming. Like I'm becoming like this new virtual trainer. Like it's all, it's all changing right in front of us. And there's nothing we can really do about it. So Colby, you do work with a lot of golfers. How has your programs changed at all with the unknowing schedule that's coming up? I know PGA, LPGA, they've announced a projected schedule, but Mm -hmm. with events, not really, we're not really sure when we'll get started. How are your athletes having to adjust their training programs because of that? Yeah, I mean, it's been wild, right? Because, I mean, right now we would be, like, in mid-season form, like, you know, kind of, like, building on what we build from the off-season and just kind of maintaining what we was able to create there. If there was a swing change, a lot of these guys were going through in the off-season are trying to change some specific things from a body composition standpoint. Um, When we're in more tournament mode, so a lot of those – those goals may change for you, the, tr- the the player. So as a trainer, we've got to adapt to that. And what it really did was just kind of threw everybody for a loop. You went from preparing for tournaments week after week, maybe focusing on all oh, we're always trying to focus on getting stronger. We're always trying to create more speed. We always want you to continue to be dynamic and be a better athlete. But for you guys, the road is what's changing. So, I mean, you know, I might have now I'm having all my I had all my guys and girls that were in front of me now with the unknown. So we but we were in the gym. It's changed so much. So now I'm having like if I was making a workout like with Jessica, I was sending Jessica Corda a program today and Azahara Munoz. Like we're basically building programs based on what you have at home that's available to you. So as a trainer, we've got to adapt the whole game. We got to change pretty much everything that we had from a from a programming standpoint to modify what you have access to. You said you are from Louisiana. You're now in the Jupiter area. Mm-hmm. How did you get involved so much with golfers and training golfers specifically? I see you on your Instagram all the time, Jessica, and you've trained Harold and Lexi Thompson and Jay Marie Green. How did you get involved mm-hmm. in the golf world so, so heavy? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of crazy. Like I'd always, when I had my studio in Louisiana, and I had a lot of junior golfers. And then um, I always worked with, with my junior golfers. I had a bunch of high school athletes and stuff that played golf and had some success with that. And then I started tapping into 
um, getting some collegiate golfers from LSU. And then my first golfer was John Peterson. And I started working with him and he came in, I think, third at the U.S. Open and we made it to the Masters like the following year. So um, once I got him there, it kind of like, you know how golfers are, it's kind of like, it's a small community. So I kind of, I guess with the success I had with him and then from him, I wound up getting Andrew Loop and then I got Smiley Kaufman. And within a year and a half, I had all three of those guys on the PGA Tour. And then from there, it just kind of snowballed. And then I just, I mean, it's, it's word of mouth and it's, it's just how you grow your business, I guess. Success breeds success. So. Okay, Wayne, how was that? Because I can imagine, you know, when you're working with a junior player, you've got parents, you've got coat or swing coaches, and you've got all these kind of uh, secondary and tertiary personalities mm-hmm. and people around a junior golfer. Now, that's amplified when you get oh, to yeah. the tour. I mean, you've got nutritionalists, yep. swing coaches, performance coaches mental wellness coaches how do you fit into the mix uh with your players with all these freaking people for me like i just want it to be about the player and i think what i've been able to do for a a substantial period of time is make sure it's about the player and it's not about me and it's not about me trying to 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 push things on other people. And, you know, I just kind of stay in my lane and just kind of communicate. It's all about communication. If I if a swing coach, if I'm working with a player and they're trying to work, if the coach is saying, man, I'm really trying to get him deeper into his right side. Well, I know from a kinetic standpoint and from a neuromuscular standpoint that that's physical. And once you, if you can work as a team and communicate as a team, then it, the success is going to going to happen because it's all part of the process that's awesome what would you say is your the favorite part of your job and what you do training with athletes training with juniors and seeing the progression I mean man it's really everything I mean I absolutely love it and I'm just as immersed in the process as you would be like so when I take an athlete and I break them down and and I'm I'm obsessed with human movement I'm, I'm obsessed with making you a better athlete making anyone a better athlete so the beauty of the programming is that you can take a junior and have success and that same programming can make an an elite athlete even better. You know, I tell people all the time, like that club doesn't move till you pick it up. So if they don't, if somebody tells you, if somebody tells you that it doesn't have to do with how your body moves or how your body functions and, you know, mechanically that's not true because like I said, that club's not going to move until you pick it up. So if your body's not moving correctly or if it's got some catches or imbalances or weaknesses in there, that's going to allow you to not be able to do what you're trying to do then that's a big roadblock for you. So for me, what, what I love about about training and the reason why I, I do it every day is it's allowing it allows me to be able to take you to a level that you never even dreamed of. That's the one thing with golf too. My coach and I talk about it all the time. You can be strong. You can have the mm-hmm. strength and do all the work in the gym. But once you get to the golf course, are you able to translate that into the golf yeah. swing and actually use it the most efficient way? Because it, it is two separate, two separate entities that you have to merge together and mm-hmm. be able to, to create that swing and, and use what you've worked on for so long. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. I mean, when you think about dynamic and, and being dynamic and you know, you can, like you said, you can be strong, but if you're not functional, then it really doesn't matter. Like, there's plenty of strong people. Like I said, there's plenty of strong people that can lift as much weight as you can give them, 
But if you ask them to do something functional or dynamic, it doesn't have any transference. When you're talking about dynamic and you're talking about functional and you're talking about strength, what are these things? What are some of the kind of takeaways that you can give our listeners, uh, regardless of their talent level, uh, regarding being dynamic, being functional and, and having strength? Because you can have all three. You can have one or two of the three. And if, just because you have strength one place doesn't mean you're going to be functional in another place. Correct. Yeah, I mean... The, the best way I can kind of explain that is basically the same, like from a programming standpoint, like that's what we do. Like that's what I, I feel like that's where I separate myself from a lot of, of other trainers and things like that, because you have, you have to have transference. So when you think about the specificity of a sport, so you think about golf, golf's a rotary sport. So if I train you in a, in a sagittal plane, well, if I train you linear, right? So if I train you straight forward with no rotation, then there's no transference over into that sport. I like pushing so if you and take pulling, someone, right? Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, you think about transverse. Transverse is spinning. Like, that's how I rotate. If I turn from my right and left, my backswing into my downswing. Yeah. So if I take an athlete and I train them stationary and linear, straight on, and I tell, I give them a golf club and say, now I want you to swing in a transverse plane and 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 shift your weight from your right side into your left side. Well, that's, no they, they've never done that. Right. No chance, yeah. So that's why you see a lot of people, if I just put a bunch of weight on your back and make you squat over and over and over again, where I just making you do that same movement, I put you on leg press. Well, if I put you in your golf posture, you're going to stand straight up because I've trained you into that pattern for up and down. Correct. So then the first thing your swing coach is going to say is you can't stand your, you, you have trouble maintaining your golf posture because I've trained you to stand up. So when you think about from a functional standpoint, we look at all aspects of it. So we look at stability. We look at mobility. We look at power. We look at speed. We Mobility's look at range of motion, right? Controlling the chaos. Exactly. So we look at internal and external hip mobility, which is huge, but that's in sports in general. That's why you see from an NFL standpoint, the reason why you see so many non-contact ACL injuries is because they don't teach that athlete how to decelerate. Because that's when the ACL gets blown out is when they run in a route and they try to stop and cut and move, change directions. So it's the same thing in a golf swing. Like for you to be able to accelerate in your golf swing, you've got to be able to decelerate into it also. So there's no acceleration without deceleration. And that's where we get into the functional side. So functional to me is that I can put you in a chair and make you do shoulder presses. Well, when you're sitting in that chair, nothing's engaged in your body except your shoulders. So then when I, if we play a sport that's on your two feet and we want all the muscles on your body to be able to react and is un, you know, the most unorthodox move in the world is a golf swing because you've got so many moving parts, and right? You go the same so way. Correct. It's way. over and over. Exactly. So it's, it's the same thing. So it's, so if I did that and now I give you a, make you stand on your two feet and ask you to do something dynamic, then I haven't trained you in a functional enough way or specificity wise to allow you to be able to conquer that movement to allow you to become a better athlete because there's plenty of people that can bench press you know but they can't do 10 push-ups you know and the reason why the push-ups are so much harder is because it works all the muscles in your body because you're in that plank position so it's a lot harder so i'll have you do instead of the presses i was telling you about before i'll have you on one leg doing it so now i'm breaking your body into quadrants and i'm forcing you to use I'm, a, I'm attacking your brain and your central nervous system that's going to make you have to adapt to put you in an uncomfortable situation to where now if Cheyenne walks on the golf course, there won't be a lie she can't hit off of downhill, uphill, because I forced her to use her brain from a neuromuscular standpoint to adapt to those different 
external factors that's going to stop her from being able to do all i know you got cheyenne soul right now all i see over here nodding her head like she in church she's like i'm I'm ready let's do it well i mean she knows because like she's hit off all Mm -hmm. those lies you know i mean it's not all like the driving range right and then you get in these high pressure situations where you have to make a ball move from right to left and you're on the back nine on sunday so what i do from a functional standpoint with that is is i want to train you to where I'm going to push your heart rate as far as I can. I'm going to push the lactate threshold as far as I can to where now when you get in that high pressure situation and the heart rate goes up, your heart's been there. Mm. So now you they're going to call you a flatliner where you won't get rattled. And now you can adapt to all the stuff that's the external factors that's happening to you in competition and sport. And that goes into the programming also. Yeah, I know you're not a mental coach, but it seems like that's got to have some mental implications as well, like training your heart rate. Because we all been nervous. I've been nervous. Cheyenne's yeah. been nervous. Cheyenne's mm-hmm. on, Everybody. You know, on tour coming down yeah. the stretch. I'm sure she had some some heightened experiences, being mm-hmm. a blood pressure or heart rate or just a, a, a awareness of everything that could go bad. I mean, our minds go crazy places. But to 100%. your point, you can train in that regard, so training uh, this is a reach, but training can actually help your your mental game in golf. Absolutely, hundred percent. Like if I give you, if I take you in the gym and the first day I'm making you do all these different things and you just can't do it, and but that's okay because that's the process. That's me getting you to buy into this process because if you buy into this process and you trust it and you do the work then we always say the results are going to happen. The season favors are prepared because you're willing to do the things that the other people aren't willing to do. And that's what's going to separate you from everybody else. Well, how are you motivating those people that, that, let me tell you something, working out, Ain't easy, and I don't. I don't know about how how Cheyenne's workout regimen is, but there's got to be some day, guys that come in there and gals that don't want to be in the gym at all. Yeah, because I know you in there yeah. early with the chickens, and that's. But that's usually your best workout, the ones you don't want to do. And once you push yourself through it, that's about adversity. That's facing it head on. That's that's attacking it. So we're going to attack it, and we're going to beat it. And then we've been, and once you do that, it's like anything else. If you're doing those things in the beginning, that's hard for you, and then now. We're three weeks into it, and all of a sudden, the things that were so hard are so easy now. And you feel that, and then you know that. So consciously, subconsciously, you're, you're, you know you're getting better. So that's separating you from everybody else. It's like I tell people all the time. There's people that will spend seven hours on the range trying to hit a draw, but they won't spend 25 minutes on their body. And if you spend the 25 minutes on your body, then you're going to be able to hit that draw a lot easier. And that speaks to the average golfer, right? The yeah, average it's golfer in Cheyenne, you've seen them in pro-ams. They go out, they, yep. like you said, they hit the same shot over and over. <laughs> the draw sexy. Yep. Uh, I don't know what all these people are doing, but they won't spend the time. What can a person gain, Cole, from, from actually taking the 20 minutes or the 15 minutes per whatever kind of workout you'd suggest, what could a person gain in their golf game? Oh, man, you could gain everything. It's a game changer. If you just do, if you just warm your body up, like what we try to do is we try to get you, like what people, what happens with amateur golfers, right? And what the difference between amateur golfers, what you see on the pro level is on the pro level, my guys are spending 25 minutes before they even walk onto the driving range. So we're getting your body ready to hit a golf ball mm-hmm. where the amateur golfers show up five minutes before the tee time run out hit five balls and then get to the first tee box and think they're going to play as good as cheyenne woods and it's not going to happen because you what i always tell people you have to get your body ready to go play golf don't get ready to play golf by hitting a golf ball let's get your body ready so we'll go through a, a, a simple things like if you do 
cat cows that kind of just warm your spine up to where you just are lifting up and, and compressing down in the spine. Then you flip that over and you start doing some glute bridges like a glute activation. Then you get in a planks matrix to where you're doing plank reaches that's activating your core. And then you go through some dynamic moves like if you're just sitting on like lateral bounding from your right leg to your left leg. So now that's just you're jumping teaching. back and forth left to right. Yeah. You're right. You're jumping from your right leg and landing on your left leg. So it's the same thing. It's simulating you pushing off your right side into your left side. So those four moves right there has already gotten you better than you can even imagine before you pick up that wedge and start hitting 20 wedges before you do it. Because most people, from a warm-up standpoint, they would do better. I tell people all the time, you would do better off spending 10 minutes in the parking lot getting your body warmed up and hitting less balls on the range then if you just went, the only 10 minutes you had was just around there and just hit four or five golf balls and run to the first tee. I agree. And that's something that I had to learn maybe three years ago. Because when you're young, you don't really feel your mm-hmm. body. You don't really feel the effects that it takes, like just walking mm-hmm. straight out of the car and straight to the tee. But the older you get, I mean, I'm 29, almost 30, but mm-hmm. the older... I know I'm getting up there. I'm getting up there. But but the more golf I've played and the traveling and just the age that catches up to you, you do feel a difference in allowing your body to warm up versus just going straight to the tee. And like you said, with the amateurs, that's the one thing that Mm -hmm. I always notice too. They think they can go out and just hit balls for five minutes and be ready, Mm -hmm. not even working on their body, stretching, doing whatever mobility they need to warm it up. It does make a huge difference in just being able to swing freely and even mentally too, just feeling like you're ready mm-hmm. to go out and compete. Yeah. I mean, like I, I talked to a bunch of guys all the time and I, I literally had tour players that would tell me they didn't feel like they could really hit a golf ball to like the third hole. And that blew yes. my mind. I was like, whoa, 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 come <laughs> out. Like, like we need to get you ready before you even yeah. like step onto the driving range. Like you need to be ready to go. Yeah. So but it happens at every level, and and I've been able to see it time and time again. Like when I first, even like from a tour standpoint, when I first got out there, you know, six years ago, man, nobody was in the trailer. Like I remember the guy working for the tour would see me, and I would make my guys go in, and he goes, "Man, you the only pre, you the only guys that's been in here all day." And now, it's crazy how everything's evolved because you can't even fit another person in there. Cheyenne. <laughs> When you get to the golf course or you know you have a tournament round or it's the first round and it's the day before, what kind of things are you doing from, you know, just a planning perspective to get ready, to get activated? I'm using Colby's words, activated to, to get ready to get to the golf course and, and be your best golfer. So for me, you know, to actually hit balls and warm up golf wise, I take about an hour and 15 minutes. Um, But before that, I would say the last two seasons, I've finally introduced a consistent routine before I actually get to the golf course of warming my body up, whether that's on the treadmill or on the bike for five, 10 minutes, doing my mobility, my stretches, activating. Um, I have a little bit of a routine. I can go longer or shorter, depending on you know, just being able to adjust and adapt to the time of that day. But um, definitely a routine of just head to toe, working on what I know my body needs and how I need to feel in order to get out and play. So I have tools, I have routines. I, you know, I roll out on my little foam roller. I've got a lacrosse ball that I travel with. I have bands. And those are things that are easy for anybody to have on them. You know, a lacrosse ball you can just throw in your backpack. Bands are super light. You can buy anywhere on Amazon, Walmart. Um, but they're easy for your average amateur, your professional, and it's everything, something that everybody needs, you know, in order to get ready to play golf mm-hmm. and have your body feel ready to go. 
getting the body ready to go shy is something that I always kind of struggle with. But it was more so on like the night before or what I'm supposed to do when I wake up. Kobe, to that point, like when a player wakes up, what do you advise them to do to kind of get activated for their day? What are some of the first steps that uh, athletes from all sports should do before they get their day started? Yeah, I think I think you should start the day off with your mobility. I think everything needs to have a purpose. So for in the beginning of the day, I would go through some mobility and movement prep is what we call it. Um, so I would p- probably do anywhere between eight to 10 exercises and probably do two to three rounds of that. And that's just that's movement prep. So what I mean by that is, yep, balance. Like we go into, like I said, we're warming up the spine. We're activating the glutes. We're doing some thoracic mobility, like some open books or some T-spine rotations, doing some plank reaches doing some type of reach throughs. And then we get into the bands where we're doing uh, single leg abduction, probably doing some lateral band walks and finish it up like with some lateral bounding. And then they would go to the golf Damn. course. And then after they would play that around the golf, if it was a workout day, then they would actually do an hour of their golf conditioning. So they would go in there and we break it into a hybrid to where <clears throat> we pick a pushing exercise, a pulling exercise, a, ro- a rotary exercise and a lower body exercise. And then we would break that up into three sections and they would do four to five, four exercises in three different hybrids. And that would be their functional training. I'm already for tired that day. About it. And then at the end of, <laughs> so at the end of the night, so at the end of the night, they would finish in the, the night with some foam rolling, some kind of like some active release type stuff. We're actually doing some, some more active isolated stretching where using the bands and using like a, a stretching rope, a foam roller, uh, Theraguns, I mean, anything like that would be perfect. Now, I, mean, that's, cool now. That's, I got all of that. I don't know when yeah. the last time I used it was, but I, yeah. I got it all. So, you know, the big thing is what we try to tell people all the time, too, is like, I want you to treat your body just as like you would treat mm-hmm. your short game or just like you would treat a, a normal practice session. Like you have to put that same amount of time in your body, not as much, because I'm just asking you to do, even if it's 30 minutes a day, it's going to change. Like it'll change your life being able to move and what it does it goes back to what you said before from a mental standpoint too if you want to free your mind up if you free your body up first your mind will follow i mean this is what it is because like you know you feel better and you feel stronger and i've got guys right now that's on tour where we're putting four and five miles an hour on their club head speed and they're walking around like they found like the fountain well, they of did youth. find the fountain of youth because ain't nobody getting younger out there <laughs> i mean you got harold looking, looking teenage like out there <laughs> You know, yeah, I mean, like a perfect example, someone like Lucas Glover, who's you know 40 years old, he comes to me last year and we started, well, n- not last year, but year before last, right around, right after Sea Island, you know, and he's getting to be 40 years old and like he wants to still compete. He wants to do something. So like I walk out, go meet him at Bears Club with his swing coach, Tony Rizzuro, and I was watching him hit four or five balls. I was like, man, shout out we to got the it. Deuce sweeper. And I just walked off. And he was just like, I can't. He goes, what are we going to do? I'm like, don't worry about it. I got it. So he shows up the next day. And I said, man, we got to get you stronger. We got to get you more mobile. We got to get you into your right side better. And then we went. So we started then. So that was like November. When we went to the Players Championship that year, he had put five and a half miles wow, an hour on his club head speed. That's fine to found the use because you're going to get so two, he, two he, miles so basically, an hour distance or two yards you know, of distance per yeah. mile an hour. So he went from wanting to get stronger one day, put five and a half miles and had his best year he's had in 10 years. You know, he had like out of 23 starts, he had 19 top 20s last year and made it to the finals of the uh, playoffs. And now he's in everything Well, he would have been in everything this year, like all the masters, all the majors, all the WGCs. I mean, so 
that's living proof right there. I mean, yeah, that you changes. Lucas Glover, yeah. and he's old. No offense, Lucas. I still love you. <laughs> but it's the same. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's some kids or some average players that you see that have similar restraints that need some of those things. Yeah. I mean, there's there's got to be. Uh, you know, we talked to, to George Gangus in an earlier episode, and he's he's super rotational yep. and, and super, you know, using the ground. Mm-hmm. And there's got to be some distance to find when your body is a little more loose and you've used some of these techniques. Yep. This this covers the game of the player. It's a game changer. Yeah, it's a game changer. Like, I mean, I can't stress it enough. Like, when if if we get your body to move the way it was meant to move without limitations, without those imbalances, without those weaknesses or those secondary movements that you try to find on your own. And you have to manipulate the club because the muscles that you need to be using are being manipulated. That's why you might use your hands more. You might not be able to use the ground as efficient as you normally would. You might not be able to get into your right side as deep as your instructor wants to. You might not be able to stay in and cover it or be able to stay into your, your left side to drive all that force in there. Like, it has everything to do with that. So when you're able to do train in a way to where now your body will eliminate those weaknesses, we find those weaknesses, we, we attack them, we eliminate those weaknesses, we get you stronger, we get your body to move to where it's meant to move. And that's what I mean by taking you to a level mm-hmm. you never dreamed of. I know that's that awesome. when, when we worked together, because you human movement, twisting and turning and <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I felt like yeah. I could do the splits like immediately after. I, I don't want nobody to watch me do the splits, Coles, but I felt yeah. like if yeah. I did it, I wouldn't have torn you everything from my pack to my damn uh, uh, IT pack. No, I mean, you're right. But, you know, the best part about the whole thing, though, is human movement's human movement. So every human on Earth was meant to move a specific way. Like, we're the ones that get in our own way, and we're, we create these imbalances. We sit in chairs all day long. We we might play golf all day long. So you create these imbalances like being wrecked having that kyphosis in the shoulders, that lower cross syndrome where your hips are tight and your low back gets tight because your glutes aren't working and your core is weak. So we, we from just our everyday ins and outs of, the, of our life, we create those imbalances and those weaknesses. Now, Colby, how involved are you or how important do you think it is nutrition-wise for your athletes, golfers, football, baseball? Um, how do you go about that in working with your athletes and training them? I mean, it's everything. Like nutrition, is, I mean... You can't have one without the other, right? It's like anything. Like you gotta have, you gotta have the training, but you gotta have nutrition. You gotta have hydration, and you gotta have the recovery. So, all those things, it's the, it's the whole gambit. It's everything has to be included. You can't have one without the other. I tell people all the time, it's like driving. If we're our goal is to drive from Jupiter, Florida to Miami, and we need four tires on our car, so we need training, we need nutrition, we need hydration. Man, right that's gospel and we need <laughs> and we need we need all that movement in there too so how are we going to get to miami if we only got one call one yeah, tire no. on the call it's not like it's never going to work we're never going to get there so it's the same thing so you got to have it all so Colby, you've trained world number ones in, in golf you've trained justin justin thomas uh harold sam burns lexi michelle we not to mention countless other players in in various other sports mm-hmm. and and everybody who who are the ones that you really love to come to the gym like who's the ones that kind of get you revved up nope. there's got to now i know there's a couple that nope. you know you can't say out loud but come on give us a sneak peek you know, you gotta give, us, give us a little no nah, man like i mean i love them all 
Like I can't, and that's the beauty of my job. The beauty of my job is I get to train. My job starts over every hour, right? Because I'm not just in the same old, like if I'm a banker, I'm just counting money all day. You know, if, if I'm doing, if like if I'm a telemarketer, I'm just calling people all day. Like I literally get, my job starts over every hour in the day. So for those 12 hours I'm training, like it's a new, it's a new hour every hour for me. And each, each one of those athletes have something, something different that I may be working on. So it, it, to me, that's what gets me going. Like, I can't wait. That's why they laugh because I'll get somebody that comes in at nine or in the next two weeks ago that later, they might come in at four and they're like, man, you, you the same. No, but it's, it's fun, man. Like I love, like, I remember when, when Jessica, perfect example was Jessica Corder. Like you take somebody like her. When I started with Jessica, she had just had, like, we started like two in two weeks. She had to have like mm. major yeah. reconstructive face surgery. Like, so and she was like, what am I going to do? I'm like, man, we're going to train and you're going to be fine. And she we she worked so hard. And I mean, we couldn't even put her in some positions because just her face would still be bothering because she had the screws and stuff on her face. And the craziest thing in the world, like she trained so hard and got her body in such good shape that she literally practiced yeah. for two weeks and then went to Honda and won the whole thing, broke all the records. Yeah. Like, and she lived like someone, like she went practice for two weeks. So she put two, but her body was so ready to play golf. And she like, it was amazing to watch it. I mean, she had like, she had her best 18 hole score on average. Like she broke her, you know, 36 hole score. And it was crazy in Thailand. And I mean, she just ran away with it. It was amazing to see her do it. And that, I think that goes to show too, how important it is. Not only the physical, the mechanical golf side of it, but the mental aspect yeah. of training, like we talked yep. about before, because we've we've all played golf for yep. years and years and years, most of us. So your body memory, mm -hmm. it knows what to 100%. do. But mentally, if you're in the gym and you know you're doing everything you possibly can to train and prepare, yep. you can go out and just play free yeah. and let that natural gift, that mm -hmm. natural talent just come out and truly enjoy it, knowing you did everything you can do to get ready for that moment. Yeah, I mean, it's those moments. It's, it's those moments where you just... You love what you do. And I mean, that's my, I mean, yeah. I absolutely love watching athletes or people get better. And then they hang the banner, right, Kobe? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why we do it. It's like, it's like a testament to the athletes that have been in the arena. Cause you guys are the ones in the arena. Like it's like, it's nothing that we're doing. Like we can't, we can't do anything. Like when you get behind those ropes, it's, it's them. It's just like when they step on that football field, like it's them, but it's all the work that you put in. Like we're back in the It's gym. like what Drake said. I always like to quote Drake. It's like, mm -hmm. you wasn't with me shooting in the gym, right? Yeah. And that's kind of the thing. Mm -hmm. not, you, people don't see the work. They don't see the, they don't see the, no. the late nights, uh, early mornings. They don't see the rehabs. Mm -hmm. They don't see the prehabs. When you're working across uh, sports and you're working with athletes and multi-sport athletes, male and female, what are, do you have trends? Are there consistent things that you notice between, like, you know, are you noticing overall, I'm seeing a lot of people with tight hips or I'm hearing a lot of lower back pain or, or calves tight. Like, are there trends that you've noticed uh, in the work that you do? Yeah, I mean, I, the biggest trend I, I see more than anything is, they think they're in a lot better shape than what they really are just from, and so what you, and what you, and you see from an athletic standpoint of what they're trying to do. Like I see a lot of the glutes that doesn't work, you know, and I see a lot of tight hamstrings, but that's the reason why. And then I know when the glutes aren't firing, I know the hips are going to be tight. So when you're looking at from human movement, where we're trying to get the average for internal and external hip mobility, so that's the genesis of the golf swing from the ground up. Right. So 
if we look at from an average standpoint, we want just you know, normal humans to be 45 degrees of internal, external oh, hip yeah, mobility. <laughs> well, I want my athletes to be 65. You know, I want to be 60 to 65 plus in that same range of motion. And most people are under 20 because all the sitting, you know, I mean, and just uh, riding on airplanes and riding in a car and sitting for lunch and sitting for dinner and sitting watching TV. I mean, I tell people all the time, sitting's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so as, as everybody just stood up around here, we are now having this uh, yeah. this podcast from a standing uh, perspective. Okay, Wayne, I want to go to Instagram for a question that we got from uh, Welk Pro Golf, Andrew Welk. Uh, he asks, in regards to strengthening and conditioning for junior golfers, what are some of the do's and don'ts? Because he feels like he's seeing a lot more young players getting hurt early. Um what is your response to that? And what do you advise uh, younger players to do to stay in shape? Yeah, I mean, th- that's a great question. And the big, the big thing is what we try to preach more than anything is before you get into a heavy load uh, from a loading phase, you got to make sure you can do the basics. You know, so if you can't squat without weight, then I'm not going to let you squat with weight. And if you can't balance on one leg, or you can't balance on your, on, on your left leg, or you can't balance on your right leg, then we're not going to spine load you either. And if you can't hold a plank for 30 seconds or a minute, I'm not going to spine load you because that's that's just precursoring me into injury. You know, and that's what happens. We, we get, for so long, we are in this whole lift it till you get it world, right? So like when we, when we started a high school program, anybody played high school sports, they just throw a bunch of us in the gym and just say, lift this weight. And nobody's really paying attention to what's going on. So for us, we just pick the weight up and nobody's thinking about our form and if our knees are caving in or if our back is in too much extension and different things like that. So for me, like we got to understand the basics first, like, you know, get those athletes. Like, can you jump and land mm. correctly? Wow. Can you run? Can you just run correctly? Basics, can basics. you, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, the basics. So, I mean, you'd be amazed how many older adults that I'll get in the gym. and I'm like, you know what? like step on that box and just jump off that box and they'll land and they're so stiff and you can hear them land their feet land so hard there's no dynamic there's nothing in there like they don't know they really don't know from a neuromuscular standpoint how to absorb that force through the ground so that just that's just a, a precursor into like if we move into a sport to where they're going to do the same thing and is that something you can self-evaluate yeah like, can you like just, like you said can you just jump like i mean are you am i going to feel myself jump up and down or bounce back and forth or like where how do i know yeah i need help from a training and or physical perspective when mm-hmm. i'm hurt well like uh, well like a, a perfect thing is like no i think we we can do a couple things like we can test ourselves by if you just stand on one leg and try to hold your balance with your eyes closed and see how long you can do that for my elite athletes, I want you to be able to do that for a minute. You know, you should be able to do a minute on your right leg, a minute on your left leg. If I put you in a plank, you should be able to hold a plank position for at least a minute. If I make you do a push-up test, I want you to do at least 20 push-ups without, before failure. I mean, so those are all strength component tests that I can give you before I move you into the more of a weight-bearing exercise and regimen that we can put you in. And it does sound so simple of learning how to actually run, how to actually jump, how to be an athlete, which we all think we naturally can do, but that really is the foundation of then building the strength and being able to move. Because I know in this last year, I, I ran track in high school. I ran track when I was young, but I had to retrain myself of how to properly sprint and run and use yep. my hip flexors and my legs and how to use the ground. Mm-hmm. And it, 
it does translate to golf and just feeling athletic and being able to use your body the most efficient way. So it sounds simple, but you do definitely need it at every age and every level to be able to build and continue to progress. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, I mean, we use like in a gym setting, like you see a lot of the stuff that I do, like on Instagram and stuff, I do a lot of unstable surface training. You know, and I get a lot of people commenting in the, in the threads like, oh, why are you doing that? Like, we're, we're like golf's not played on unstable surface. And I was like, well, have you ever hit a golf ball in a bunker? Or have you ever hit a golf ball after a three and a half hour rain delay? Like that ground moves. Mm-hmm. So it's not about, and of course, we know the turf usually doesn't move, but it's all about those external factors I was talking to you about before. So if we train you outside of that arena and, and be able to adapt to those training synapses that we're putting you through, then now when you get out there, an uphill lie is not going to feel as foreign to you. Kay Wayne, my man, I can't thank you enough coming on Birdies Not BS, kicking it with me and Shy. I know it's a little later out there on the East Coast, but tell, how do we find you? Where, where are you on the socials? I'm easy. On Instagram, it's at Kobe Wayne. So you can just follow me there. And on Twitter, it's at K Wayne Fitness. And, and how do I get that stable hoodie? That's what I want. Oh, man, I got you. There you go. There you go. I, I got yeah. you. You don't worry about yeah. it. Just send me your address. I got you. There it is. Well, we thank you so much. We'll and, um, yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready to, to work out. Shot. I don't know about you. Let's, let's go. <laughs> go move. We got to find a let's gym go. that's open, though. Right. That might be <laughs> let's hard. Let's go. Let's go. And there you have it. This week's fitness episode of Birdies Not BS, we hope you are taking your fitness, your nutrition, and your golf games to the next level. As soon as we get through this corona era and are into the new norm, fitness and nutrition, that's going to be key to get your game to the next level. Be sure to leave those reviews. Click those five stars if you would be so kind. You know where to find us. Birdies Not BS on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and birdiesnotbs.com. We'll holla at you.